Good afternoon, everyone. This is Elena Keller with Chalk Talk Insurance. I have Jack Griffin here, CJ Griffin here, and Mike Stein here. This is our first episode. Welcome, gentlemen, to our first episode. We'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. I thought we'd just do a brief introduction of everybody, uh, maybe youngest to oldest. Sure. Um, and insurance, kind of give our why, how long we've been in insurance. Um, kind of our main focus for episode one. Sound good? Great. Okay, perfect. I'm CJ Griffin. I am the son of the great Jack Griffin next to me. Um, I've been in insurance. I'm in my fourth year now as an agency owner, um, but insurance has been a part of my almost life, pretty much. Um, uh, my why, um, and I hate to toot my dad's horn here, but uh, kind of watching him growing up um, and how he treated his clientele and the people he was able to help um, it's kind of why I wanted to get into it and also the aspect of, of owning your own business um, and I think this is uh, something you can do at my age and um, throughout your whole life so that's kind of the start of my why and then I'll pass it over to Mike sure um, so my why is a little bit different uh, I went to Michigan State and uh, graduated in uh, December of 01 and uh, the market wasn't what I necessarily wanted. My parents saw an ad in our local Sun and News, uh, Hastings, Michigan newspaper, and uh, my parents, being teachers, uh, knew I had a problem with uh, authority and listening listening to people. knew I was uh, destined to be self-employed. So uh, my dad saw an article and was like, "This is for you." Um, we actually both went, met with a couple of agency managers at the time, Chris Cohn and Sue Boz, and uh, started down the path, and uh, I haven't looked back. So it'll be uh, 18 years in October um, that I've been able to run my own business and uh, get up every day knowing that uh, I was the one that was going to affect how my day was going to go, and uh, I've loved every minute of it. Uh, getting to help great people along the way has been uh, a great bonus. Hi, I'm Jack Griffin. I'm the elderly one of, of three here uh, with my two sons. Um, I got in the insurance business similar to the Mike. I was in the banking business and I didn't like my boss. Pretty simple. Uh, they uh, wanted me to do things that I thought were morally incorrect and uh, tried, wanted me to make loans to people that uh, we shouldn't be making loans to. And uh, after speaking to my father about the insurance business, it sounded like a good thing to give it, uh, give it a try. And so I changed uh, uh, my career and haven't looked back. I've been doing this uh, for almost 39 years. Um, we service over 90% of it is over five counties, but we have people from uh, Marquette down to St. Joe. And I'm like Mike, um, I think I've had three days I didn't want to be in the insurance business over 39 years, and I find that to be pretty good. I think uh, uh, what I want to kind of start with is the importance of an agent, maybe, I think. I think the um, things are changing, especially in Michigan in July, and I kind of wanted your guys' thoughts, and I want to give my input too, but I want to hear you guys' first of the importance of an agent, really, and uh, to the customer, um, and your kind of different ways uh, with different people too. So Mike, you want to start? Sure. Um, I've kind of built my practice over the last 10 or 15 years on, on uh, really working with business owners. And, and that has been 
specifically because they're so busy running their nail salon or their their construction company or their office building or their properties that they're managing that they truly need uh, a partner to work hand in hand with them. Um, they're, they're too busy to do it all. They're too busy to manage that. And that is where we've really kind of found our niche is being that partner mm -hmm. to help identify some of those risks and um, close the gaps and the loopholes, so to speak. So that is really kind of where we've, we've done that. And that's kind of translated into other things, you know, home and auto clients need the same thing. They're, they're uh, busy uh, working at the state of Michigan or at MSU or any of the other great companies that we have in the area. And uh, don't forget about the things we deal with day to day. So uh, I think that's imperative for a lot of people. Well, I don't think you and I are any different, but I like the normal person on the street. Yeah. You know, 40% of my business is in the life insurance deferred compensation pension funding area. 30% of it's uh, commercial insurance and the rest is homes and autos and farms like everybody else. Everybody's unique. Everybody has a different need and a different want. And the challenge of meeting with, with people on a daily basis is figuring out how best I can help them with what their need is. And it could be something very, very small. It can be something very, very large. And I believe my job isn't to, isn't to tell anybody what to do. My job is to give information to people so they can make the best decision for themselves. And you meet somebody new, somybody different. Everybody's all, all the uh, time. Personalities yeah, it's are different. Uh, amazing how people are, uh, uh, how they got in and started their businesses. And, uh, you know, after a certain amount of time of working with these business owners, so very little is about the insurance industry and uh, what we do. And it's more about the relationship you have with them and how their business is going and how their families are doing. And it, it, uh, it truly does transform over time where in the, in the beginning, it starts about being about the business. And then uh, the longer you have a lot of clients, the more it becomes about uh, who they are and, and, and what's important to them yeah. outside of the business. Yeah, absolutely. And it, I think to, to reiterate, I think, uh, something that we deal with that maybe other business owners don't deal with is everybody, every single person is different, yeah. right? Every different personality uh, along those lines because mainly for a business, they're kind of buying one product. If they're going to a, a different type of business with, with us, they're buying several different products. Absolutely. Yeah. See, the fun part is because everybody's different, you have to figure out where their interests lie and how their interests lie. You know, someone may be a salesman just like you. Someone might be an accountant, and a salesman wants the concept, CPA wants to see the numbers. Sure. You have to be able to decipher who's who and be able to give them the proper information so they can make the best decision for themselves. Maybe we transition to uh, some stories. Yeah. Maybe some good, maybe good. some bad stories. Um, with customers, whether it's commercial life, uh, home auto, those different type of stories, um, maybe bring up 2015, talk about that as well. Um, I've had a um, good story is um, in 2018, um, when people don't think about it, I had a uh, woman that was over 70 years old, um, and instead of the advice of hitting the animal, she decided to swerve and try to miss the animal and hit a telephone pole. And um, 12, she lit 12 surgeries 
Jeez. later, six hundred and thirty thousand oh, dollars yeah. in medical bills later. She's talking and getting around and is absolutely in love with Farm Bureau and the way we were able to help um, too and is grateful to to be alive. Is she fully mobile? Fully mobile. Um, going to physical therapy. Um, doing all the right things to try to get back to the way she was. She's and lucky to have unlimited medical as well. The unlimited medical um, to take care of. So I figured uh, you could share a story. My dad yeah, No. Um, my first tough story to deal with I was probably a year in the business 2003 2004 and I got my first call where a client had passed away the spouse was calling looking for life insurance and I didn't have any for them and uh, that was that was a pretty hard day that was very tough pill to swallow that uh, we didn't have any coverage for them um, wouldn't have been able to get it um, he was he was pretty sick and had a lot of uh, different afflictions going on but uh, uh, the fact that you know I wasn't there wasn't able to deliver um, that was that was hard to hard to swallow that was that was a tough day um, I've tried to do my best to not let that happen since but uh, you know like Jack said our, our job is to give people ideas and how to solve their problems you can't always um, whether you want to or not, can't make them buy the product, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that is one thing where I've, I've tried to do a better job of, of educating and using stories to, to um, open people's eyes that some days that day might come. And uh, that one was, that was still personal to me. Yeah. So, you know, even 17 years later, it's still uh, it was still one tough. of the first things you brought up. It is. Clearly, it, yeah. it means something yeah. to you. Well, for every great story, there's a bad story. For all the life insurance that our offices is paid uh, uh, out over the years, there's obviously there's some that you went and visited with them, they didn't buy, and six months later they're dead. Yeah. And those are those are sleepless nights because what could I have done differently? And the sure. answer is, there was nothing. Yeah. You know, you think you're you, sometimes you, we think we're really a lot better than we really are. No matter how we bring a subject up, if, they, if the people aren't interested, they're not going to purchase anything from you. On the other side of it, you are incredibly grateful for the opportunity uh, when something does happen to be there. For sure. I mean, I'm in the midst of paying off, paying seven hundred thousand dollars of uh, death benefit out to two young people whose dad died, and there's you feel incredibly grateful that you're the one that's able to do it. Absolutely. I'm in the midst of paying fifteen thousand dollars off, and it's no different on an eighty year old, and they're incredibly grateful that they have the money. Okay. The if you the best thing that I've gotten to see in my career on a positive side people think I'm, I'm crazy is being able to see my company in action when we've had a, a tornado right and I had 85 claims 83 went well the other two were trying to cheat us but to watch them rebuild my church watch them put roofs and sidings and windows on homes and the company is there with you every step of the way walking you help walking you through it you have adjusters that are amazing and a claims team that says what do you need and there's no other companies like us yeah. from that standpoint. And I, I, I got a rebirth because of that and found out again how great my company is. And, I, and the one of the people that got mad at me, he left and came back a year later and said, I made a mistake. You guys were great to us. So uh, be able to walk through that uh, with my clients, knowing that you'd given them the right coverages, 
and it made it easy for the claims to be taken care of and the adjusters are always grateful when they have the right coverage that they can pay out what they need to pay. Sure. And, and you made good on a lot of promises that you made 20, yep. 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Finally made good. Yeah. Well, and the, the thing that you don't think about at the time is the, all the referral business that follows when they find that other companies didn't do their job sure. as well. And when you're seeing, you're pulling your hair out for people that have other companies and they're refusing to pay or you, they had to wait two years to get their house redone because someone thought that they could put the house back together for 50000 and the house was totaled. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and, we're, and our company is not like that. And kind of the relationships that you make during that process too, especially during the tornado, the amount of people that you were able to bring in, restoration companies, um, all the people, being in insurance that we know that we're able to help mm -hmm. those type of people. But the thing that was the key, the thing that was the key, we can talk about all those things, mm -hmm. is the kindness that our adjusters showed to our, our, our people and the kindnesses that the people in our community show to each other. Mm -hmm. It reinforced uh, your belief in, in, what, uh, uh, in your community and what you do for a living. Because at that moment, nothing else really mattered, too. No. It was getting the, uh, the town back on its feet. Mm -hmm. It was helping your neighbor, people helping people. And it's it's, like it's that. amazing that, you know, all of a sudden the price didn't matter of what yep. they were paying all of a mm -hmm. sudden. It, it, it's, an, it's an afterthought, and the only thing that matters is what you're, what you're going to do now. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, to be able to do it and do it right, uh, you know, that uh, says a lot about who we are. Well, when you've had 66 house fires in your career, and I've had that, some major, some minor, and knowing that it's the, the process goes easy because you have a good adjuster yep. to take care of them and you put the right coverage in. I have one story I'd like to tell. Mm -hmm. My favorite story about a fire is that uh, Kelly, uh, one morning on Facebook, one of my clients said there was a fire behind their uh, house and the house completely burned down and the family wasn't there. And she gave me the name, and it was my client. And so I went out the house, nobody was there. But called them, and they knew, and we got back together. And the cool thing about it was the replacement cost in the house, we came up with 300 We knew it was off. We just knew it wasn't right. So we asked the company to put another 25% on it with extended replacement costs. Well, the cool thing about before we paid the claim is that they didn't have anywhere to stay. I called one of my friends, and he says, I got an opening three blocks down from the office, but I need two days. I need to put carpet in. Two days, he has carpet in, and this is close to Christmas. Mm -hmm. So they walk in, and we've gotten money so they can buy furniture and stuff. They walk in, and there is a Christmas tree and Christmas presents all awesome. through the house. And we and they think Farmville walks on water, and we paid out $430,000 on the house. Only time I had to extend a replacement cost come into play and no one questioned it for a minute. Mike Caputo took care of it, and Mike's one of the best I've ever seen. Yep. And to watch him in action with that uh, was something to behold. He was amazing. Mm -hmm. But it says a lot about our company. Sure, absolutely. And claims has always been strong at our company. It's one of the things that you know we've been able to tell clients and, and make good on is that you know at time of loss, we've been able to be there and been able to do it right, and uh, I think that's one of the things that we do very, very well. Well, common sense dictates with our company. Yeah. Which is with, it, it doesn't always with all companies. Nope. But with our company, it does. Um, and kind of being the new guy here four years in, um, there's something I've kind of learned that, yeah, price for people kind of comes into play a little bit. 
but do people normally leave our company, our agency, because of their claims um, experience and customer service? Do you guys agree with that? I Go ahead, Mike. You start. Um, I can say that I've lost one or two clients in 18 years over a claims experience, mm -hmm. but uh, rarely. I mean, very, very rarely. I mean, to be honest, a lot of times I think we, especially on auto, mm -hmm. uh, we've overpaid for cars. And uh, they've, they've always, people are just thrilled when we when we total loss cars and, and put them back together we've we're we've, fair we we are we're fair and uh i i think uh that is one thing that we do well because people always feel like um you know they they give us this unlimited amount of money and then when we only give them back a few pennies but uh they've they've I, it's been a long, long time since anybody's questioned what we paid on auto. Okay. Um, and when you don't hear anything, you're doing something right. Right. Um, well, I'm, I, I get involved with maybe three claims a year. Yeah. And, and, and we might pay out 1,000 claims a year, smaller, smaller sure. large. And when you're only involved in three, I can be involved in three. Yep. I mean, uh, if I think the client's being unreasonable or I, I think uh, the, the company uh, might want to rethink its position, and, and every and, – People don't leave us because of claims. No. Um, and there's always going to be somebody's perception that maybe their experience when it came to billing and things like yep. that wasn't perfect. But every company's not perfect. Yep. And if you have good people working for you, they typically can take care of those concerns. So we lose very few people to that as well. Yep. yep. Staff is uh, your team. How you build your team uh, is as important as the agent giving the advice because 90% of the time they're the ones that are talking to your clients every day. And uh, the thing that I've learned a lot over this, uh, this career is you better have a great team around you. Right. Um, otherwise, your job, no matter how great of a salesman, uh, salesperson you are, is, uh, it's, it's too much for one person. You, you, you need a great team. The key to the key to a great team is they need to be smarter than you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they're smarter than you, they comprehend more than you. They learn more than you, and you want people around you that are smarter than you. Because guess what? You can go do what you do best, and they'll do what they do best. Sure. And and everybody here knows how good my office manager is. Mm -hmm. That I can leave and I never have to think about anything. Yep. And and that's worth its weight in gold. Mm -hmm. More questions we can think of. What keeps you guys in business? Like, well, what Besides motivates money, us? Like, what, 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 what brings what you to the table us? every single day? What gets you up in the morning and say, I'm going to go sell insurance, I'm going to go help people? Yeah. Um, go, you, want, you want to start? You want me to start? Yeah, I'm already to start. Um, to, be, <laughs> to be honest, um, I, I've really enjoyed meeting the different business owners. Um, and uh, I, I dabble in a little few, few things outside the box when uh, it comes to... Uh, to uh, selling insurance with uh, the cannabis industry and a few other things and uh, pollution liability for gas stations and, and uh, meeting all these uh, new business owners with their perspectives and all the other things they've done, it's, uh, it's cool. It's uh, being able to kind of get around the state and, and uh, we're headed to Kalkaska next week to uh, look at a couple of businesses. and. Uh, there's another uh, ice cream store down in Brighton that we're going to go look at. And uh, um, everybody does a little something different. Everybody runs their business a little something different. And uh, that's, it's just fun. That, that, is, that is fun to, uh, 
get perspectives and uh, a new challenge. And Always a new challenge. Especially as Farm Bureau's kind of growing their commercial appetite. Yeah. Too. Well, it's it's fun to win. You know, winning <laughs> winning on stuff is is more fun than losing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, no. As as we get better, um, the winning goes up, and mm-hmm. and that's fun too. Um, I think since I'm so new, what drives me outside of the money and, and things like that is just kind of helping everyday people um, and getting to meet those new people. I mean, I'm in I'm in a small town of Howell, kind of the same same people over and over again. We get a little farm exposure for people, sure. But it's just meeting those different people every day. Um, it kind of keeps me going. I mean, I'm, st- I'm still so new. I'm getting those new experiences, too, with the commercial that you're talking about, the life insurance things that you're talking about, too. So I'm just kind of trucking along every day. Well, in today's world with young agents, they don't think like me. They just don't. They, uh, um, they use the term transactional, yep. which means putting policies on the books and not having interpersonal relationships with those. Um, those people come and go. Uh, and, and not, and I'm not. Some of them are really good, and you know, and we all three know who the guys that are really good. Sure. But, uh, but for the most part, the guys that want uh, relationships with their people usually end up being the most successful. You know, you, uh, you like the commercial insurance side. I do too. But I like everything. The farms are always a good challenge. The commercials always a good challenge. Going, you know, the challenge of being seven hundred dollars more on the uh, auto and home, and and giving them reasons to buy from you. Instead, of, and, and, and to find out what you're worth to them, okay, and and the the other challenge for a guy in my age bracket is says, can you have uh, personal relationships with people in their twenties and thirties? Well, they listen to you, sure, and some some do, some don't. But the the uh, the challenge is the each age group has its its different needs, and it's fun to walk through those needs with them uh, over time. And the challenge, uh, the, the, those challenges are there every day, and they still motivate you. And it's, to me, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's not work anymore. You're, I'm already getting, uh, I'm already well compensated for what I do, but still making a difference with individuals and business owners and farmers still matters. I think the last question to ask you guys is what advice would you give someone who is looking to open their new business, how to run their business, and how to keep it going successfully above water. Go ahead, see. You start. Um, I think it really depends on the person. Um, I think it depends on their experience, too. Do they need to maybe go into an agent office and see how they run their business for six months? Um, do they have insurance experience? Um, I, th- I think there's so many factors that, that go into that. Um, I think it really depends on the person. And I think... Because I still struggle with things every day um, with how to run my business and different processes because everybody has runs it differently. I watch how you run yours. I watch how you run yours, um, things like that. So you might have a little more insight than I do being here for a while, but I just I honestly think it depends on the person. He just called you ancient, by the way. Yeah. Well, you're over 40 now. <laughs> <laughs> Almost dead. Uh, yeah, right, right. Um, I, I truly... Uh, if you were a new agent and you were coming into this business, whether it would be our company or another company, um, you need a mentor, you need a friend, you need somebody who's done it and seen it and failed and succeeded and uh, ridden the roller coaster because that's what we are. I mean, we, we, we ride 
<clears throat> the roller coaster of emotions every day. Yeah. You know, one day you've uh, made a sale and, and, and got a great client. The next day, your best client that you've had for 15 years is out the door uh, for whatever reason. And, uh, you know, being able to <clears throat> sustain those emotions and get up the next day and come back and, and make 20 more phone calls, uh, I think you really have to have <clears throat> that mentor in your corner to say, hey, you know what? I've been there. I've done that. I've lived it. Uh, I've, I've had 63 house fires and I've had two or three, um, you know, I mean, you, you need those people. Um, you also kind of have to be, and I know other people have used this term, <clears throat> you have to be kind of the mayor of your hometown. Uh, you have to be well known in your hometown. You have to be involved. You have to, uh, you know, if your kids are out there going to school, you have to be sponsoring things. You have to be at events. You have to be eating breakfast at your local diner. Like they, they need to know who you are. They need to know that you buy from them and, and they will gladly do business with you. Um, because I think a lot of people like knowing that their insurance agent lives or works in their town and, oh yeah, he comes in and he buys eyeglasses here and, um, oh yeah, he, he does business with Bob too. And, you know, um, I think those things are really important. A lot of us work in relatively small towns and uh, those those relationships mean a lot. Um, and I, I think those things, uh, people stay around for those things. Um, the price can go up and down, but they'll, they'll stay for that stuff. Well, I think for a new agent, uh, how best can your management team prepare them for what they're gonna, gonna see, especially in the beginning? Um, Every young agent should have a mentor that they can go talk to and they can learn from. I think that um, the one thing that gets lost uh, with young agents is the ability to ask for one thing and one thing only when they go into household, and that's for referrals. If you think about it for a minute, if you go into, if you go into 10 households in a week and you ask for three referrals, say you write all 10 of them, you write three, three referrals, it gives you, you 30 really good people a chance to talk to and a chance of writing 15 of them are pretty good whether you're more or less, because you've got this referral base. And if you do that every week, you never run out of people to talk to. You don't need, you don't need leads, you don't need any of that. You just, it'll give you an unlimited base of people to talk to if you ask that question every time. Okay. How do you ask that question with your clients? Pretty simple. If they're all done and, and we've had a good, we had a good night and we've wrote in business, and say, you know, um, it's really been nice getting to, to know you folks. It's been exciting to do some work for you. But the way I expand my business is through people like you. I was just wondering if, if there might be three people that uh, that you know that we could visit with and offer the same types of products we've uh, uh, gotten uh, gotten you to consider tonight. Um, by the way, do you, do, you, do you know their names? Are they your neighbors? Do you have a, a cell phone number so we can give them a call? And nine times out of ten, if you ask for me at my age, mm -hmm. it, most everybody doesn't say no. Yeah. yeah, they might be scary, so they give you answers. <laughs> yeah, they all do. What about you, CJ? How do you um, ask for referrals? I'm pretty similar. I just say, hey, if you ever, um, if you know of anybody who's talking or uh, about their insurance, please feel free to give them my name. I'll give them some cards because um, my card has my picture on it, uh, too, so they can put a face to that. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Things <laughs> like that. And uh, because my age range is, is very transactional, that could be tough. Um, sometimes, so I do put an emphasis on it when I'm meeting with older clients, especially, too, because some, kind of sometimes those 20 and 30 year olds are not really receptive to referrals. 
I am not as good at this <laughs> as other people are and or should be. It's one of the things. Uh, Thank you for your Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that I need to work more on. Um, so in order to compensate, I have made more phone calls and uh, chased more business owners, which, uh, by the way, I feel are more receptive to giving out names. Right. Um, because I think sometimes they feel not everybody does business insurance or commercial or, or things. So when they know of somebody that, that works on stuff, that I feel like they're a little bit more uh, open to, to uh, giving your name. So, you know, we were referred to a nice commercial risk this week from a guy I've insured for 15 years. So he hasn't sent me anybody in 15 years. And, <laughs> you know, this week I did. Right. So, um, but that is something I probably have to work on a little bit more. Um, well, Mike talked about something that uh, um, that I've always done because I bowl in a bowling league. I, I play golf in a golf league. And, yeah. You know, I'm uh, I'm at the West Side Party Store every week. I'm uh, getting donuts every week at the Portland Party Store, and and you're out in your, in your community, and everybody. Well, over 39 years, everybody knows who you are. It's important that everybody knows who you are, especially if you're the old dude and been around the longest, and you're the largest. Uh, you're going to get more referrals because you, your your business is larger. But the key is is that. I, I believe one of the things that I do, I don't know what anybody else does, but and I'm at a restaurant and I have somebody that I know that's there that uh, does business with me, or I know them, they don't have to do business with me, I'll buy them dinner. And then I, they don't know until after I've left that someone bought them dinner. But after they left, they know it's me. But, and the answer is, I don't want anything from them. If my client, I'm just doing it to, because it's a thank you to them for doing business with me. But the people that don't do business with me that I know, it's my. It's just letting them know that I like them, and uh, uh, and it's my way of saying I hope you'll consider doing business with me. Sure. And leave it at that. And if they don't, it's okay. But random maximum kindness uh, offers a lot over time. And it shows that you know them by face, by name, mm-hmm. most of the time. Yeah. Too. Absolutely. And I think that helps. Okay. Well, to close this out, do you guys have one piece of advice that you would give someone as a new agent starting their new agency? Ask it again so I can think of an answer. Okay. Is there one piece of advice that you would give someone who is starting their agent as a, a new their agency as a new agent that you would give them to say, this is what helped me move forward? I'm going to steal this from you, Dad, because um, go out and meet a friendly stranger. Um, I think sometimes, unfortunately, doing business with your friends can sometimes be the worst idea in the world. And I've experienced that, especially starting out with the people I had to reach out to when I started. Go meet a friendly stranger. Doesn't matter if you're going to those restaurants or coffee shops or something like that. That's been that's the reason I'm still here. And handing out those flyers every Sunday when it's warm or cold, whatever. Yeah. It's 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 the only reason I'm still in business is because of those things like that. Um but we, uh Things that have made me successful, uh, or uh, uh, showing up, uh, like, like every day. Okay. Um, I remember uh, starting in October of '02, and one of the people in our class was like going on a two-week vacation, like a month later, and I was like, "What?" I didn't take like a two-week vacation for like years. I mean, my kids were born. It was like seven or eight years later that I was finally to a place where I thought I could leave and be gone, um, showing up every day. Uh, we write thank you notes, handwritten thank you notes. We've done that for 17 years. We thank people all the time for doing business with us. They don't have to. Uh, they're choosing to. 
Um, we appreciate that. Um, that has done a lot. Although they don't tell me that, I know they're getting them and they're staying. We have a very persistent book of business, so um, we're we're doing something right. So, and I think that might be one of them. I think it, for me, it's really simple: the ability to overcome fear. We all have it, yeah. and the ability to make a phone call that somebody else might not make. Your young agents have lots of fears, and I get that. Um, when I was a young agent in business, I had left a job and went to a new job for a little less money with the hopes of being able to make more. And um, I, I didn't have any children, but I had a wife to take care of. And uh, um, and you you did a lot of things you wouldn't normally do to uh, be able to write business and see people um, that I'm still doing today. But it's the ability to overcome fear to ask questions that other people wouldn't ask. All right. Well, that's a wrap for episode one of Chalk Talk Insurance.